0: Discovering your purpose, experiencing your purpose, knowing that all the different ways that you can express your purpose is your greatest contribution to your own joy and to the joy of others.
1: Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life, Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and do we have an amazing guest today. Her name is Diane Collins. She's the creator of the groundbreaking system of thinking, quantum think, and 10-time award-winning author of the best-selling book, do you quantum think? New thinking that will rock your world. She's a highly acclaimed leader of new consciousness, popular media guest, and a strategic consultant to executives in major multinational corporations, as well as government officials entrepreneurs, students, professionals, artists and celebrities around the world. Some of her clients include Accenture, AT&T, CNN International, DuPont, McKinsey, Morgan Stanley and Telstra to name a few. She's also been interviewed more than 500 times on radio and TV shows including Coast to Coast, was a featured blogger on HuffPost and Thrive Global, and invited to present in the prestigious lecture series at Florida International University's program in the study of spirituality with distinguished speakers, including His Holiness, the Dalai Lama. There's so much more I could tell you about Diane, but I'm just going to bring her on. Diane, welcome to The Daily Helping. It is awesome to have you with us today.
0: Thank you so much, Dr. Richard. I've really been looking forward to being with you and with all of your listening audience. Just... Let's welcome ourselves, all of us, I'd like to include. I see things in fields, so that's quantum thinking, that we exist in the field. And so whether you're listening, past, present, future, we're connected. That's what I want to say. So thank you so much. It's Mm -hmm. my delight to be here with you.
1: I am excited. And you said past, present, future. Let's start with the past. Uh, (laughs) Tell us... You know, we'll get in the the Diane Collins time machine here. Tell us what put you on the path that you're on today. How did you get started helping people in the way that you do?
0: I think I was born, not I think. I I was born to do this work. And I think I was born to be a maverick, actually, uh, because I came into the world and I was remember questioning really from the age of four don't worry i'm not going to go through the whole thing but basically when i got to be around teenage i looked in the world and i had the same questions that all of us have at some level whether we acknowledge it or not you know the perennial questions um Who am I? What's the purpose of life? Why why are we here? What am I supposed to be doing with my life? How can I make my greatest contribution? And when I looked in the world, I saw this gap between how we as a humanity aspire to be, to live the great virtues, to be in harmony, to live in peace with one another, to appreciate one another, value each other's gifts. And then there was the other side of it, which we experience in the daily news (laughs) or maybe at your family dinner table. So it seemed to me, Uh, there was something wrong with this picture. And I have this joke, you know, wait, I think I got off on the wrong planet Uh, because I couldn't understand how did we live in a world where we were manufacturing weapons, building a whole industry around it, a whole economy around, you know, (laughs) wanting to kill each other. And of course, we could go into that in another perspective that, we have to protect ourselves, etc. But anyway, getting back to the answer is that I wanted to find a way. How do we create the life that we truly want in our heart of hearts for ourselves, our communities, our families, the world at large? And so I started my quest, and I thought, and I've always been very logical. Well, in order to create anything, you'd have to know what enables us, what are the dynamics of creation itself? How is it we create anything? And along the way, you come along the path as you're seeking, and you come along as you think, so you become. Thoughts create reality. And this has been said by the great wisdom traditions. And of course, now it's being verified today by not all, but a good aspect of, of quantum discoveries. The same thing is that we live in a mind-based universe. So the Buddha said, all that we are is a result of what we have thought. The Judaic and Christian Bibles both read, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he.
1: Well, I, I want to kind of, before we we go too far down an, an ecological journey, yeah. uh, I want to unpack some things here, Diane, because there's a lot in there. You're talking about one's unconscious perception of reality, which happens at an automatic level. And we know from the literature this is this is explained as kind of like this just governor who sits in the background, this governing system, almost like uh like in the Terminator, right? Like he's looking around and he sees things and this text kind of pops in front of his head that just tells him how to operate. In in many ways, what you're describing is that in terms of how human beings perceive things, at least scientifically. But what's also interesting is now you're taking a little bit of quantum science, right? And you're talking about you know, we're shifting, and I think we are shifting societally from this industrial age mindset and worldview to really starting to understand that when you're talking about energy and you're talking about these molecules that interact with each other in a very direct, intentional way, um, this isn't really woo woo anymore. This isn't. You know chakras and crystals and things that people used to just immediately dismiss as nonsense. What you're talking about are things that quantum physicists have been saying really since the 30s. Since the right. But but now we understand there's been the kind of this pendulum swing. So with the context of that, with the backdrop of this blend of understanding that our own cultural upbringings shape our worldview but that who we are not only as people but as a species are scientifically proven to be energetically interconnected take us through cuz i really want to get to quantum think 101 here so you said that it's just it's not enough just to know that your thoughts change who do what you want to happen because of this governing system take us through quantum think and tell us how the foundation foundational practices that can help us improve our lives.
0: Okay, great, because I do want to give one, <laughs> one aspect. Let me say two things about just to complete on that journey is that what I realized when I saw that, wow, I could use the scientific evidence. I'm not a scientist, but I certainly have studied a great deal of it. And to show, as you're saying, Dr. Richard, that this is not woo woo. There is a a lot, you know, of scientific evidence that confirms that, yes, our habits of thinking, uh, which I call, and you're, we could say it like this the state of your mind and people sometimes uh think that mind and brain are the same. I look at it differently. I'll, I'll say that in a moment, but what I came to the conclusion that what to the insight came through me that if I could put this all together, the universal wisdom that is common to mastery traditions and show how that connects with the scientific principles that actually began with Albert Einstein and forward with the quantum science and you know a lot of quantum physicists they're not happy when you try to apply this as a layperson. but I think what's why not right shouldn't we use it Because when you see how these principles actually can shape our thinking, my idea was, what if we put this all together? And so we don't have to wait until it eventually trickles into our language and and through the language into our thinking and eventually into society that we could actually... As you are saying, Dr. Richard, instead of having things be unconscious and hoping for the best, you know, where I say we're going to awaken, is it going to be crisis awakening or conscious awakening? That we can consciously awaken ourselves to a more expanded, up to date, and accurate worldview and actually condition our thinking so that we are more in tune with ourselves with nature and actually the way things work rather than the way they don't and what i discovered and i can only say i'm very grateful to be the vehicle through which this comes is that it works because each and so that became quantum think quantum think is what I call a system of thinking for mastering effectiveness in a changing world. And it's a system of 21 principles and practices for the mind and awareness. Now, why does it work? I call them distinctions and recreations, recreating an amusement for the mind. Uh, those are the recreations, to make it real in everyday life. Because the other quest and aspiration that I had relentlessly is to have us go from merely knowing the wisdom to actually living it, to being the walking, talking embodiments of this universal wisdom, now verified by science. And Because we've always had the wisdom. We all really know what to do. So the idea and the intent of quantum think is to have us have command over our mind. And by mind, I mean very specifically what we hold in awareness. What we hold in awareness. So you could say what we individually hold in awareness is again connected to the infinite mind, which some people call divine, some people call God, some people don't want to call it God, but let's just say infinite intelligence is a good word, that we're we're connected to the infinite nature. So that becomes our own mind. So I say, yeah, thought creates reality, if you can have any command over your thoughts, you know, and again, we have sovereignty over our own mind when we can uh, learn the dynamics of mind and how it works. So quantum thing as a system, the system is very important because the system is embraces you. So you don't have to work so hard. I like entertaining, that I'm working. My dream has always been to create an entertaining TV series that awakens awareness as you watch. And actually I am currently in the midst of creating that series right now. It's not in production yet, but anyway, it's happening. So I hope I'll be able to be announcing that at some point, maybe in the next year. So, but the point being is I like entertainment. I like things to be easy. I like things, you know, we should be enjoying everything easy. You don't have to work so hard at it. Do I have to monitor every thought? No. And I say.
1: Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go.
0: In the quantum thing, you know, the agony, the thought of that is agony, not to mention the impossibility of being able to monitor every single thought. So what do we do? When you see that our thinking can be in a system, And it's where we become embraced by the principles, just like we were, as you said, Dr. Richard, unconsciously, right? Meaning in the background, not aware of, you know, we're seeing things as separate. We think in the physical, we see people as different. And so did that lead to, some of the discrimination that we, you know, that developed, who knows, but possibly. But the point being is that the system, that you look at a road system, I don't have to know how do I drive, you know, I want to drive from Miami to Atlanta. Do I just get into my car and try to figure it out along the way? No. Why? Because we have a road system. And I have free will within that system. And this is a very important part of it. So there's a system of assumptions, of discoveries, of science and of the nature of reality, according to the deep, deep thinkers who have always, we call the master wisdom traditions and each one of us is a part and parcel of that. So it's not like I'm being dictated to by the system, but working within a system, our body is a system. That's how what makes it work. If it goes off kilter, you can bring it back to have it work better again.
1: It's homeostasis is what you're talking about. Every system is basic. Whatever system you're talking about is generally designed to have a baseline level of functioning. And if we veer a little bit to the left or a little bit to the right, it works to pull us back to center.
0: Exactly. And this is why having an awareness of the system and how it works is so important. And it's really such a a joy to know because once you learn, well, I want to say something about the 21 quantum think distinctions. And I just want to present one of them for the purpose of this uh, show, that it's like this. Whether you're reading the distinctions in my book, Do You Quantum Think? I love my audio books. I hope you're listening to that one if you decide to do it. Or whether you're watching my videos or listening to audios of Quantum Think, what is actually occurring? is you are connecting to that universal wisdom that resides in each one of us. So what I'm doing in quantum think is I'm articulating it in such a way, I call the art of distinguishing, a new worldview of learning, is to bring something into your awareness right now in the present moment in such a way that you literally have a transformation. You give yourself a transformed experience, which has an effect past, present, and future. And this is the beauty of it. So I'm saying, I'm not saying like, I know something, Dr. Richard, and you don't. I'm saying this resides, this wisdom resides in every one of us. At least in the in the way that you could say it this way that we are connected to it. So that when you hear something, when you read something, when you watch something, you watch a movie that resonates deeply. Why? Because that wisdom is activated in you. And so this is what happens when you're reading Do You Quantum Thing is that you're reading the distinctions and you're you're giving yourself a present moment experience. And at some point, the system kicks in. It's like learning a language. In the beginning, you learn the alphabet and then you learn the words and you learn the phrases. And then at some point, you start thinking in the new language. So it's something like that.
1: You know, Carl Jung spoke about the collective unconscious many decades ago, and it feels like this fits into that pretty perfectly, actually.
0: Exactly. Yes.
1: So you had said, and and I know that we're short on time, and obviously we're not doing 21, but you said there's 21 uh, principles and practices involved in quantum think. Uh, Pick your favorite. Well, you probably love them all. Pick one (laughs) that's coming to your mind and and take us through it a little bit. right?
0: Pick your favorite child, all of the above. Well, I wanted to give one that I call the core distinction, which is called observer-created reality. It's a hyphenated Mm -hmm. word, observer-created. And it's based on one of the core principles of quantum science which is called the observer effect you know what made the shift from thinking everything was separate from us you know scientists were sitting around looking out at the you know earth and the cosmos and everything and seeing everything as separate not realizing that which was discovered later on by the quantum physicists that how we view something actually affects it. Now, you know, there's science language which says everything exists as impossibility, as a possibility until someone observes it, meaning, you know, puts your attention on it, not just observing like visual observing. But observation in this case means what you have your awareness on, what you have your attention on, what you're conscious of. And so when you think about observer-created reality, I say it very simply, what you bring is what you get. So the scientists realized that the instrument of observation, when looking under the microscope, it was actually changing the particle of energy they were looking at. The actual instrument. So you say, what is the instrument of observation for us as people? Well, that is what we hold in mind. And that means the assumptions that we bring to one another. So, you know, I don't believe me when I say this, but look at it right now in this moment. What can you be aware of other than what? you hold in mind now suppose you're going in to see a client or a prospective client and you're holding in your observation in your mind habits of mind that this person is hard to deal with or you know the what I call the wretched cell syndrome, I'm not good enough. What if they don't you know don't want to do business with me or I don't have enough experience? Whatever it is, all these what I call the i call them least action pathway thoughts. They're not the truth. You don't have to identify them the way the energy goes just because it's been that route before. You'll never get to how they got sourced and it doesn't matter when you're quantum thinking. The only thing that matters is becoming aware of them, interrupting them. They oh, there's that least action pathway. Don't give it any meaning and go back to what? Your intent. Intent is the active dynamic of creation that we've been divinely bestowed with by human birth. So, We use our intent. So getting back to the client example, you're going in to see the client and what do you do? You notice that you have all these automatic thoughts. You realize they're not the truth. They're just thoughts that are passing through. So there's a distinction between thoughts that visit we don't know where they come from and thoughts that we initiate that we originate that's conscious living originating your own intent so when you see that you have all these you know thoughts that are actually as you said we're in an energy intelligent conscious universe a field so You're going in, we're in relational fields. When you go into that prospective client's office, they actually experience whatever you're bringing in, whatever you're emanating. So you can shift it in an instant. Now, this is the thing that people really don't uh, believe because people think that it takes years to change, but that is simply not the truth. When you know the actual dynamics Of mind, the power of intent. And what I'm talking about here, that you can interrupt your own automatic least action pathways of thinking, of emoting, that you interrupt it, you create a new intent, you're activating a different energy field, and you go in, and the field, you can create an intent for another. And I like to think of it, Dr. Richard, that we can create an intent for. Both of us for the field that what kind of intent would you, would you say in that that we're excited about working together, that we know that we bring a great value contribution to one another by joining forces and working together. And that's a big, I felt the difference as I was saying it. I hope everyone did that. That is a complete shift in the vibration of the energy field. So when you walk in with, I am excited about the possibility of us working together. And you just, that's your present moment experience. And that literally. Alters the whole relational field, and you can do this. I used a client example. Can do this with the family, a family
1: member, with anybody. This with is,
0: anybody, this mm-hmm. is great,
1: Diana. I wish we had more time. Together, we'll have to do another episode because we got 20 more principles and practices (laughs) that we can tap into. Uh, As you know, I I wrap up every episode on my show by asking my guests just this single question. Diane, what is your biggest helping, that one most important piece of information you'd like somebody to walk away with after hearing our conversation today?
0: When you realize that everything in this divinely intelligent, mysterious universe, has a purpose. Every one of us has a purpose. You come in with a purpose. And one of the greatest joys in living is to know that, first of all, and to discover what that is. And you discover it through looking at what you're drawn to, what are your gifts, what are your proclivities, what are you attracted to, what are you not attracted to. And it's like, a mystery adventure of your life, discovering your purpose, experiencing your purpose, knowing that all the different ways that you can express your purpose is your greatest contribution to your own joy and to the joy of others.
1: Well said. I, I loved that so much. Uh, Diane, give us the website where people can learn more about you and Quantum Think.
0: Thank you. My website is diancollins.com and that's Diane with two n's N E C O double l dot D-I-A-N-N-E-C-O-L-L-I-N-S.com.
1: Perfect. And on
0: there, you'll have, you know, be connected to everything that I'm doing.
1: And we'll link to your website in the show notes at DrRichardSchuster.com so people can dig into quantum fake. Well, Diane, I loved our time together today. I wish we had more. Thank you so much for joining with us and sharing your wisdom today.
0: It's been my complete pleasure to be with you and with everyone. Thank you so much, Dr. Richard, and thank you for the amazing work that you're doing, and you are helping people in so many ways beyond what you can see, I'm sure.
1: Honored honored by your kind words, and, and I'm also grateful to each and every one of you who took time out of your day to listen to this. If you're inspired or you're excited to learn about the other 20 quantum think techniques and practices, Go give us a follow on your favorite podcast app and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for somebody else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your social media feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping, because the happiest people are those that help others.